Well, today we celebrate the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima. This is probably one of my favorite feasts of Our Lady. I've got a great devotion to Our Lady of Fatima. It was a number of years ago when I was in seminary that I took quite a bit of time and I studied our, uh, this whole apparition of Fatima. And it's very uh, life-changing, very moving, very powerful um, apparition. I could talk on and on about it. Um, I'm not going to do that here with a short homily. I, there, there's so many things you could say. I guess the, the one thing I, I get, I, the sense that I get, I think one of the things that God is giving to us through this uh, apparition, this Marian apparition, is you you have this very strong sense of, it's kind of like the book of Revelation. It's very apocalyptic. Our Lady of Fatima is very apocalyptic. And if you study apocalyptic uh, literature, both Jewish and Christian in the ancient world, um, what it does is it takes the most, uh, the maximally uh, bird's eye point of view of human history in the world. So it really gives you the big picture. It does not get into like details, but it just takes all of the universe and kind of puts it into the right in front of your face and it makes everything clear. So things are real black and white with apocalypticism, good and bad, heaven and hell. God and the devil, evil and, and the power of light. So, I mean, it's very, very stark contrast. And uh, one per, from one perspective, you might think, well, it's very kind of pessimistic because, I mean, it's basically, in a certain sense, it shows you that the world is going to hell in a handbasket. It's not super rosy. At the other, at the other sense, though, there's something that has this amazing ability to impart optimism and hope. Um, because it's a very clear revelation of the supernatural. And man today, especially today, more than ever before, I think, he walks on this earth and he's very earthbound. His mind is completely attached to his senses, to what he can see and to what he can feel, his emotions and his senses. And any sense of the spiritual and the supernatural is lost. When you have that kind of um, reductionistic, uh, inflated, uh, deflated kind of perspective on life, it's very depressing. Uh, it's not very hope-filled. The only thing that you can really hope for is just these kind of immediate um, goods that you can see and feel and touch and they're in front of you. And there's no real meaning and purpose to life. So what the apocalyptic vision and what Our Lady of Fatima, the apparition of Fatima does for us is it brings us this sense of, yeah, things are real serious, the world's going to hell in a handbasket and all this. But at the same time, it's such a clear revelation of the spiritual and the supernatural that it imparts hope. I just have always this, this un, unbelievable welling up in my heart sense of hope and joy when I think of Our Lady of Fatima and the apparition of Fatima. Um, and also a grief, too, a grief for so many people who are led astray, a wake-up call for myself that I don't fall into this, this kind of trap of just being totally focused on the things of the earth. And um, a holy, sober, uh, earnest desire to see the salvation of souls, to pray for my own salvation, to pray for the salvation of others, and to work and to labor within the framework of that cosmic, supernatural vision of reality. I love the prayer uh, that 
the angels, before Our Lady appeared, there were angels that came to the children of Fatima, and they shared a prayer with the children, and it says, My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you. I ask pardon of you for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love you. So it's a real stark contrast. You have people who who believe, who adore, who hope, and who love God, and those who do not believe and do not adore. They don't serve God. They're not living their life on this earth in service to God. And consequently, they don't have hope, and they don't have love. And that prayer is a beautiful prayer. It really sums up, I think, the whole revelation of, of Fatima. Uh, it, it's, it's very serious. People uh, on this earth are just completely, uh, it's like they, they're like the ostrich, you know, the proverbial ostrich with its head in the sand. I mean, it's their mind and their eyes and everything is just totally stuck right in the ground. And their ears are covered up and they don't hear the word of God. Only what appears to the eyes is what, a matter, is what matters to them. I think of the gospel today, Jesus talks about the sheep that follow him. He says, they hear my voice. You know, He doesn't say they see my form, but he says they hear my voice. And it's an issue of faith. And it's an issue of really reading about Jesus in the gospel. I mean, it's as simple as that. I, I so often I see, you know, I interact with people on all different levels. Uh, you know, non-intellectuals, intellectuals I interact with in the sense that I listen to a lot of audio books and, you know, I'm still kind of my head stuck in, in the kind of academic world in, in many ways. And so in my own consciousness, I'm exposed to all different kinds of peoples. And uh, whether they're, you know, intellectual elites or whether they're working class, common people, so often the people uh, in, the, in the secular world, they're just totally focused on uh, the things of the earth. And they, it's so, it grieves me that they don't know Jesus, that they've never really taken the time to, like, listen to his voice. I had the privilege for many years of studying the Gospels from a very rigorous historical perspective, extremely rigorous historical perspective. I mean, throw in every kind of, you know, battery of skepticism you can possibly throw at the Gospels uh, and seeing if they survive them, historical skepticism. And, and it's a very uh, kind of purifying process that, that a man's mind can go through when he studies the Gospels from that perspective. But... You really don't need to do that in many respects because the voice of Jesus itself, just on the on the page, just anybody without any kind of education, just reading the Gospels to hear the voice of the Good Shepherd, so amazing. I think actually it was Napoleon who said, he says, all I know is if you read the Gospel of John, either Jesus is the Son of God or the person who wrote that book is. <laughs> it's a really kind of a profound statement. I think actually Napoleon, believe it or not, said that. <laughs> Um, and it's a really profound statement. So you don't even have to do get into a deep kind of historical analysis of things. It's the book itself is so powerful. The personality. See, that's what we mean when we say voice. The voice of the shepherd. It's the character, the personality. The personality of Jesus is so unique and so powerful, no human being could invent this. It's a real human person. And a real human being, I should say, and this personality comes through the Gospel of John in particular, all, all the Gospels of the Gospel of John in particular, so forcefully. It's like, where did this come from? It, it comes from above. If you just listen, you have to listen to the voice of the shepherd. Spend time with the Gospel. Spend time with Jesus. And uh, that's all the proof that you need 
that there is a spiritual world, that there is a supernatural reality. Um, and Our Lady of Fatima and that, the revelation of Fatima is, is a beautiful way of, of really kind of driving that home to us. So today let's pray that prayer and really earnestly mean it from the depths of our hearts. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you. I ask pardon of you for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love you. 